0: We the Peric on this very, very high madrega, which really is something which is uh, we, have, we have a while to go, things to work on to get to get to this uh, to this of a hava, of a hava shem kliv b'davar, of a love that is it that no longer depends on anything other it's a, other than the actual relationship itself that's Ahava which is if to these if we finish this then, then we return to the to the subject of Ahava and how a person can continue or bechlaw to love Hashem during times of difficulty usually when you have a relationship with somebody you try in a relationship people are good to each other. They try to be good to each other. It's um, it's another thing if you you you're trying to have a relationship and the other one is giving you a giving you a clap all the time. Right? And the other one is hurting you. And you feel that you're hurt by somebody, it's very hard to continue a relationship. So that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to finish this parrot now. Sarah, Lidrach, Bitsura, I mean you said this kvi should be The the four lines now. On racial on the So the the author, was explaining that you can't really skip to this level of, of working on ahava some of this level of madrega of love where you're absolutely one with the Baruch Hu, other Jews. Just one has to go through the order of avaida, working on oneself through have the different levels in different Madregas We were working on talking that. So it's lidrach b'tzura. You said this kvisha b'arnu. We have to we have to continue following the path that has been established. When Elach, As we said, that really b'deichateva, meaning according to nature, as long as a human being is in this world he's subject to the obstruction that physical life creates between between there's a barrier that physical existence itself creates between man and God. And as long as you're in the physical world, you really can't overcome that. That's the reality. The only way that a person therefore we learned last week, two weeks ago, the only way that a person can really ever come to that Madraga of ahava of, of pure ahava pure love for God is as the Ramchal said It's atana, That it's a gift from Hashem It's a gift When you work long and hard On the earlier levels Of trying to appreciate all that God gives you And trying to be grateful And to express gratitude And think about how much Hashem's Baruch does for you So you, you work Slowly but surely increasing that feeling That sense of caring and of loving So at some point A person can be worthy to receive a gift from Hashem To come to that madriga That level of Ahava Which is So She says Each and every one of us Has to try as hard as we can To live every moment of our lives With the, the Kadesh Baruch says, That should be the only thing in our lives The only thing in our lives Does not mean That one should not go to work And have a family And and eat and sleep of course but that should be the focal point of one's entire existence is attachment to and outside of this a person again it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have anything to do with anything but it means that this should be the focal point to come to this of connecting of there are certain tzaddikin, very great tzaddikin, that they said about themselves, that the love that they had for other Jews had reached a level, that the feeling of love that they had for their own children, that the love, they were able to feel, the love for other, for other Jews, not, not just for a Jew, that looks like you or, or close to the same shul Even then it's hard enough But yeah. for any Jew For any Jew in the world To feel the love that he feels for his own children There are many stories of tzaddikah That reached such a Madraga. But the Balsham HaKadosh They say that The Balsham HaKadosh Loved the lowest Jew The worst Rasha More than anybody's capable of loving his own children but we're not mastering what that means. We can't understand what that means. Kol <laughs> to have such a love for every Jew. The love that he feels for every Jew is no different than the love that he feels for his children. Again, this is a this is a very great level. It's something which is beyond no. us. But Echitochen, no. yeah, that's Jeff, mm-hmm. Jeff? <laughs> how is a person supposed to reach such a How can one come to that? Okay. How could that be? Okay. It's speaker, right next to the speaker. speaker? Oh, yeah, that's it. Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So how could a person possibly reach such a level of loving every Jew the way that he loves his children? Not talking about the Balshantos Madrega, but to reach a Madrega, a big, big Sadiqan, to love every Jew the way that you love your own children. We're we're in such a time of darkness that that even loving our our own children sometimes is is a malacha, is is itself a struggle. As long as the kid is behaving in the way that you like and brings home the right grades and looks nice and acts nice and talks nice, what happens if the child is doing the opposite of all the above? But everything is the opposite. So there are a lot of things going on in homes. Of course every parent says, Of course, of course I love my child, Do you think I don't love my child. But it's not so passionate. It's not so pushing. So how is it possible to ever reach a Madraga where you could love strangers, Jews that you don't know? Somebody's somebody say I think he has to put on mute. Jeff has to Yeah, you can Oh I should put on mute, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. okay. <laughs> yeah. Normally we like to hear from you, but not right now. <laughs> so, Echi talking to the Razer, how such a thing possible? Eloshahem, haim advam shidiybaino. This is what we are learning. Again, this is to hear this, to dream about it, to daven, maybe one day to reach, but it's very, very high. Eloshahem, haim advam shidiybaino. Ahava shadam ayev is a benay. The love that a parent has for a child. Zu ahava mushreshes mitzad hagufanius. The truth is, that even that love, the cherish of that love, is in this world, it's by the fact that that child is your flesh and blood. We learned that when life is over, and the Nishama leaves the guf, leaves the body, then, love, the love that is for, a, for one's child, as long as a person is in the physical body, is not the same ahava, there's no longer a physical body that's tying it down. Not only that it's a different type of love after death, the reasons for love change. If somebody asks you, why do you love your why do you love your son? So even though you say, "What do you mean, you me, I love it's my son." What happens? You know, like we spoke about that, like the, you, you, they give you this kid. You had a, you and your wife had a baby. And they bring in this baby for two days. Gavaldig, your mom is crazy in love with this kid, and they tell you, "Oops, we made a mistake. Sorry. We, uh, this, is the, this is not your kid. Your, your kid we gave to somebody else. We, we got it right now. It's okay. We made a little bit of a. Hope you don't mind. We made a little bit of a. We made a little bit of a mistake." So then you're going to say, "It's too late. I love this child, the one that's here for two days. Because the last two days you're goo, goo go, goo go, and, and kissing and hugging and bringing in all the Bobbies and Zadia's are coming around. And, so now you tell the people, i 'I'm sorry.'" I decided I must keep this child because I love this child. So they said, it's not your kid. There's no difference. We got to know each other. What you get to know each other is the baby doesn't, was a baby. There's nothing. There's no, doesn't say anything, doesn't think anything. There's lies there. What do you, what do you, uh, so we understand that that ahava that, that, ahava that you're feeling for that child. That has nothing to do with the sherish of the nishama. Even though everybody that came into the room, you, you tell the person, you should know that this this, my, this baby, I feel that I love this baby like I always know this kid. <coughs> and this comes from the, man, the, the root of my nishama. So then afterwards, they, they, you find out that it's not your kid. So then they tell you, what, what about that speech you gave about your nishama, the root of your nishama? So then, I, <clears throat> then they wheel in your baby. And they say, oh, this is the, the sharish of my nishama. The tarot says, there wasn 't the show she the that's also not the show the uh, there is of course a very deep connection between the, the father and, and the child, the mother and the child there's no question about it but in in the course of life, even in the course of one or two days, what we're experiencing that ahava that is very much connected to our grief to our body is a love that is still tied is tied down to the physical world. Why do I like this child? The child is a good child, a cute child, is a nice child, is all these good things. That's why I like this child. All of those qualities and characteristics of inside this world are things of this world. Like I mentioned to you a few weeks ago, that that's why the moral said, that's why how the moral explains why the Torah doesn't say anything about about why Avram Avinu was chosen. It doesn't say Avram Avinu was the smartest, the nicest, the best looking. The the you know <coughs> the highest percentage uh, from the free throw line doesn't say anything. Uh, why the Rebbeim loved Avraham Avinu? Why? someone else says we should know that the Ahav is Nahava be'Edsin. We became Hashem's people even before we got the Torah and keeping mitzvahs. Because the love is a love that doesn't depend on our keeping mitzvahs. Even though we've heard a lot of speeches like that, that God, if you keep the mitzvahs, then God loves you, and if you don't keep the mitzvahs, then God forbid, God hates you these are all these are all things that we say as human beings when someone's good to you, you love them, when they're not good to you, then you don't love them these are all very very pathetic human definitions of things that are all the result of our being tied up with physical life if somebody is good to me, if somebody takes care of me, so that I can love them if, if it's not good, then I, then I then I no longer love them So when the body is separated from the neshama then the whole definition of Ahava, of love, is something very different HaSibos is HeIn is. The physical reasons why I love this child are all those are all the result of my khibu, of my attachment to the Eilam is to the physical world LeAhava <laughs> When it comes to love, that's called Ahava Ruchanis, spiritual love. Hein Machmas achdus on the Neshama. That's because of the achdus the oneness, the bond that's between the shammas That have nothing to do. They're not based upon conditions or circumstances. They're not based upon that. On my way right here, I was on the I was on the phone with somebody who was married to the, the married to somebody for 16 years. And now they're going through the process of a divorce. Four children, they're going through the process of a divorce. And and if you ask the person, well, you loved you loved your wife sixteen years ago, and I remember them sixteen years ago. Oh, you couldn't keep them apart. I had to get, get like attracted to pull them away from each other. <laughs> so you, you you loved your wife. So what what could have happened? What's so bad that happened over the last sixteen years? You had a couple of children. So what happened? So, the the causes of the initial attraction they're very mysterious inside each and every one of us in our hearts. What is it that pulls us towards another person? What is it that we find appealing? Ninety nine percent of it, even though we might be very, you might think of ourselves as being very spiritual and sophisticated, ninety nine percent of this stuff has to do with the chibur not the magashmi. I don't mean to say that in a nasty way. Uh, not talking about that the person that's that's overly uh, obsessed with looks or something like that. But there's certain Nakudas that you might call them spiritual, but there's not really spiritual. Is a spirituality is a word that's being very, very um, broadly used. If anything that if anything, anything you can't put ketchup on is something that's already <laughs> it's you know, if something that you can't touch it, that's already called spiritual So the Hibra Gashmi the, the physical connection between people that that causes that is the main cause of their being an ahava again the physical can mean also that they share much in common and they enjoy each other's conversations and they you know, there's a lot of a lot of nice things a lot of nice things but that's not necessarily called an ahava ahava that's not an ahava HaRuchanis hey <laughs> on it's a very rare and beautiful thing when there is such a relationship when there is an Ahtus, when there is a, a unity on that level of neshama now as long as we're in the physical body we can't help but care for things and love people and love things because of physically how that makes us feel and the certain pleasure that we have in in relating to that person or even, or even to a place, or to something that you eat you have people that when they eat something there's a guy that I know that that when he has like something good to eat especially if it's uh you know especially if he hasn't eaten in a couple hours he has such tenuas like you you know he you think if you want to think of, a, of how it looked like when the badva davened a good davin the guy he makes such noises and faces when he has like a good a good barbecue <laughs> you know he like goes from it from uh, you know, he's not embarrassed in front of his children I once said to him it'd be a little bit Maybe you should be a little bit more reserved. You know, when you have your kids here, they look at you like you're crazy. What are you sitting there like? Like well, this is a col-nidre or something? What are you really making? It's a piece of piece of meat. What are you making a col-nidre out of it? But there are people that are like. That, or or, or I remember when I, when I first when I took my son, we went to a ball game. You know, to the uh, to the uh, to the soon uh, to be put in uh, asleep Yankee Stadium. So we went to we went to Yankee I him and and you know somebody does something you can't even see it because before the ball even lands there's like the, everybody's the whole island is jumping and screaming you can't even you know unless you're in the first draw and you can even see people going some so i told my son that i said to him to go to go to watch the ball game and, I, and i'm taking because i want you to enjoy but i want to tell you right now i don't care what happens if we don't get up out of the seats I don't care. Even though it's a grand slam at the bottom of the ninth and the Yankees are down by three, I'm not getting out of my chair. You stay in your chair. So, you know, of course, that's another one of these things that makes my father weird and all, you know. But I, I said, i not getting out of, out of my chair. a so, person doesn't go, you enjoy the game. You don't start screaming and jumping. That you do for permanent simple story. You don't do that by the Yankees. You don't jump and scream like in Michigan. You enjoy it. We don't jump and scream. A person has to have a gevul, you know, for, for what's important. And what does it mean to be a? The children are so confused nowadays. They see their fathers governing here for sleep. They see them by a ball game, stomping on the chair, jumping up on the chairs. If somebody would do that by diving, there'd be some Balchuvan shul that's jumping on his chair. Then all the, all these Yankee fans would look at each other and say, "We should." So the guy that's the about says, I saw you in the Yankee Stadium last week. You weren't just jumping on your chair. You were hugging everybody in the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you were crying. You were crying. It was about the, the ninth, and the Yankees went ahead, and you started crying. And so I didn't, I didn't cry, and I didn't hug people. I just got on my chair, and so I got a little bit excited. The children see these things, and they understand very, very well what makes their fathers excited, what makes their fathers happy, and so on. So what's called vuchnizdik have. In the body, we're very, very unsure of that. Even when it comes to even when it comes to enjoying a good niggin, or to feeling moved by by a piece of Torah, it's very hard. You can complain to so many things now in, in our way of, you know, to our psychology of who we are, and it's very complicated. One has to daven all the time to have a, a little bit, a little bit. The tzaddikim that said that they daven, they daven the whole lives. They should be zaych to have one, one word of davening that's real. One word of davening that's real. And, uh, you ask anybody in yeshiva, you know, the shofar the eyes closed, they think that the uh, 95% of what they're saying is like if the davening the tzaddik was saying his whole life, he said one word that's real. It's very hard. We're we're bound to the physical world, and everything is tainted by that by that relationship between the Neshama and the guf. So after a person's separated from the guf, that means after you die. After a person dies Then the love that he's able to feel For those who he loved While he was in this world It's a different kind of love It's not the same way that we identify That we speak of love It comes from that place It's The unity of the soul Like we were talking about Chazal say Hashem, the, the Torah, and, and the Jewish people, and every Jew, is one. That means that you can love some other Jew the same way that you love your child. Because in that place, of achdus the Shama, there is no difference between your child and another Jewish child. There really isn't. There is no difference. In the, after we die, after 120, in the, and the Shamas, there is no greater love for another Jew, for our child over another Jew. It all comes... From the world of the goof, where there's a separation between one Jew and the next, where my child's name is Yanki, a Moshe, a David, a, a Sara Rivkahu, and uh, I love them and I like the I like all these kids. They're friends. I like them. I would, I would do anything to help any of these kids that come over to visit my kids, of course. But it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not my Moshe. It's not my. It's not my Saravik. Okay. And then we tell, then we tell them, no, oh, it is. Yes, we just found out, by well, we, we just got in, uh, five minutes ago we got in the bulletin that, that really that that's your kid. I mean, the, the switch didn't happen in the hospital, the switch happened, but now we found out much later. All right? So all of a sudden you feel, how is it possible to feel any, there are people, there are people who, who adopt children. And they told me that they feel that the, the Sharish of the is very, you know, it's the same Sharish and the is. So, true, the child was not even Jewish. So yeah, there was a goof. So then they, they could you could you know you tell them anything that makes them feel good. You might know, tell them So no. but that's how it is in this world. It's very hard to know. But but in that place, once the goof, once the neshama is no longer bound to the goof, once the body is no longer in the way, and that then the neshama is in that world of kutshe bichu, a race of Israel, chad. In that place of absolute oneness, but there's no, where the love for Hashem is be'etzem. Not only if God is nice to me or good to me, but be'etzem, He is me, and I am Him. And the love for another Jew, whether I know him or I don't know him, I, a person's a Jew, like the tzaddikim that they're able to feel the pain of any Jew, even a person that they didn't, that they never met, that they never knew. because then there's no longer any barriers between one Jew. In the world of the neshama, there is no separation between one Jew and the other. There's no separation. If a person actually reaches that level, again, that can only be given to a person as a gift after years of working on Ahavaz Hashem. But if he reaches that level, Hashem gives him that blessing, that gift of then your heart will be touched. That tzaddik, that person's heart is touched by a true love of, of, of Jews which means there is no distinction between one Jew and the next, whether the person is your kid or someone else's kid, whether the person is religious or not religious, whether the person is short or, or uh, tall uh, fat or skinny, whatever it is Kereh Echad Hu Yisrael But Chazal say that Hashem the Torah and the Jewish people are one it doesn't only say that I'm one with Hashem. It means I'm one with every Jew. Yisrael. <speaking in Hebrew> the same way that I am totally one with Hashem, kach gam so I am totally one with the Jewish people, with every single Jewish person in the world. I am completely and totally bound to that person. But that's only when a person reaches the Madrega where the goof, where the body, no longer plays a role in his life, which, is, as we said, that you, on on one's own you can't come You work at it. You work at it. It's a gift that Hashem can give a person. That's we find stories, but there are so many. I don't have to even start here. There's so many stories, even in our generation. People might like the Skolany Rabbi that I know, someone that he had an Indian, and 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 this Skolany uh, said the entire sefer for this person for a month for 40 days it's a total stranger a total stranger they just came in to talk to him that he was having a problem with the Shalom bayes and it's going to be to for like 40 days he said the whole tillum for this year he had a whole seder for this person tillum. he had many stories like that at Sadiqah. to a story with the call of yeah among Bomber. Or... yeah, yeah to be in such a place of another person you could, a, a, to, to a total stranger because if it's a, if it's Khadhu, if it's one then whatever's hurting that person is hurting me. It's not two separate things. And whatever is causing that person to be happy is causing me to be happy. To go to somebody else's simcha. There's sometimes a certain yid that you met that you meet in life. that when they're at some, when they're at a simcha, like, they, they, they look like they're at their own children's simcha. There are very few people like that. They're, they're like they're at their own children's simcha when they're, when they're at a simcha. It's was nice good to see people like that. Even if it's like somebody that doesn't have to be like a close relative or a close friend, they just, they are people like that. I know I know a few people like that now too. Two or three people like that. But when, you, when they go to a Simcha, it's like the Simcha, it's like their own child mamish. Like they're marrying off their own child. It's, just a, it's a very big madriga to be on. A person's a should the shul should be in a place of chad, of oneness. If a person sees in his life That he feels a love Only for Hashem, Without truly loving Jews This is the thing the Balshamter used to say over and over How do you test yourself to see whether you love God and whether God loves you He said that all the time the You want to test yourself to know whether or not whether or not your love for Hashem is true and whether or not, whether or not God loves you the like Hashem used to say the way to test that is to see how you feel about other Jews if you love other Jews even if they've wronged you if you if you love other Jews in a strong in a deep and strong way that's a sign that God loves you that's a sin that you love loved by Hashem and that, your, and, that your love, and that your love for Hashem Is something which is real But if a person only feels love for God Is that a true love for the Jewish people? Then he should know That That What he thinks is love What he feels for God Is really It's a delusion It's a fantasy When a person truly loves God and he truly loves God's children. And he truly loves the Jewish people. Every Jew. Even even, even the, the Jews have done bad things. Because it's chad. When a person is in that place of echad, of Hashem echad, and his neshama is bound to Kadesh Baruch. Not the guf, but the neshama. In that place, the same place where God is, that's where every other Jew is. But the same place, by Hashem's Kit and if you love God, then you love His children. Then you love His children. You could see this. You could see a small example of this. It's just a Moshe. You could see a small example of this. Even things in life. Let's say a husband and wife that they say that they love each other. When you love, when you love your wife, Pemis, and when there's something that she loves, you also love it. I'm not saying that if she loves sour cream that you, you can't stand sour cream that you start loving sour cream because that's nourish I'm not talking about physical sorry. more more sublime matters in life. If there's something if there's something that someone that you love loves, it becomes connected to you in a very deep way also. In Chabad it's called Oyev Ma Sheha Ahuv Oyev it says in the Chabad story, to, when, when the Tzemach Tzedek was spoke about loving another Jew, if you claim to truly love God, then it's not possible. You shouldn't love what He loves. Can't be. It's not possible. So therefore, bliyahavus You feel love for Hashem, but bliyahavus is amites. All of ladaz behechrich and you should know that you're living in the olim in a world of dminyiness, of delusions. Chaimer, machshavta shul nimsa v'mahalok shul ahava enitliyadavva. He thinks that he's in a place. Uh, he thinks that he's in a place of such ahava that it's an ahava that is enitliyadavva. That it's but He's reached that regedat madrega of of a pure love for God it doesn't matter whatever, whatever God asks me to do, whatever God wants of me, and ever, no matter, even if I've had, if God has been, hasn't been good to me, well that, that's how it seems. So he thinks he's in a mahalach of, of, of true love for God, which is an Page of the Islam who he begeda, Dinyin. If you don't love other Jews, again, I'm not talking about how much and what, but if you don't feel a strong, abiding love for the, for the Jewish people and for other Jews, then you should know that the love that you think that you feel for God, which is a hava inukhulbava, it's a demi, it's a delusion. You might, of course, you feel something for Hashem, but don't think it's Inathli Buddha. It's a Havatuli So God is good to you, so you love him. And if that person is good to you, you love him too. Okay, it's a madraiga. It's certainly better than nothing. But don't think that you're on a level of anathulibuddha. That's not true. If it's a, if it's if you've reached a level of pure love for God, which is that level of inathulibdava, then you're in that world of the neshama Then you're in a world without the goof. You're in that level of neshama without the guf And in that place of the neshama The same way that you're absolutely one with God You're absolutely one with another Jew In that world of the neshama All the chilukim, all the things that divide between one Jew and another Are mitzad, this physical world So mitzad, the physical world You can have a person that can love God when, when his physical life is going well But if his physical life is not going well Then he doesn't love God and he feels distant from from God. There are many people that will tell you that. That uh, listen, God's given me a bad deal. Uh, I, you know, how could I feel anything for him? So, so that love is a love that depends on the world. When the world does not work out for you, so then, then, there's no longer any love. You have marriages like that, of course. People are married. The ahav is a So when it worked out, when it worked out in the world for you with this woman, so then. Ahava, then there's love, and it, and it doesn't work out, so then it's not Ahava. Then there's no love. When a person's love, Fashem, is an Ahava, which is Enid Tluid that doesn't depend on this world, that means that he's reached the Madrega of Ahava, the Etzim, of love in essence, which is spiritual, not physical. And in that place that is spiritual, on that level that's spiritual, there are no Chilukim if I feel that, if I have that love for God, I have it for every Jew because it's all one thing it's all one which is a fine thing I'm, uh, you know, no, one's, no one's criticizing this person but just don't think that you've reached the level of and you love God you say that. And, capable, and you love other Jews but you love other Jews if they, you know, if they don't talk back to you or if they uh, paid you on time or something then you love other Jews, and if not, so then it's not so much Ahava then you don't love them so much so to say that that's Ahava it's good, you love the person, but it's an Ahava that depends on things of this world because you're very much bound to this world so you should know that your love of God if you if you are having issues with other Jews and you have strong negative feelings about other Jews so then you should know <coughs> that your love of Hashem is not on the level of emet B'davah because if that were the case then you would be in that world of Chad, of oneness And in that world of one There's no difference between loving God and loving another Jew It's all the same thing. It's the same thing So Only in the level of Ahava Is it possible for you to Love God without loving other people Right? I love God because I have this thing that God has been terrific to me. He's given me my, my health, he's given me my family, he's given me a lot of good stuff. So I love God because of what God has done for me. That's Ahava, that's classic Ahava, Hatluya Badava. That's a love that depends on things. So I love God because he has done A, B, and C for me. Because he gives me life, he gives me health, and so on. A, B, and C. But then, ahava, well, one second, computer. just for one second. But But... When it comes to but when it comes to that particular Jew that I, that I don't care for, so what has that person given me? I thought he he's given me he's given me grief and aggravation, so I don't like him. I'm not going to do anything to hurt him, but I don't. He asked me, do I like him? I don't like him. So you love for Hashem. It's very nice. It's certainly a level that we should all aspire to. It's a level of a to It's a level of love that that depends on on things. Uh, there could be more physical things, there could be more spiritual things, but it depends on things. And in that place, I'm not in that. I'm not in that world of yisrael chad. Therefore, I can love God while disliking Jews, and I don't see any paradox. I love God because God is God is one reality. I don't like my next door neighbor, my Jewish next door neighbor. That's another reality. But you understand that in the world of the neshama. It's all one reality. Therefore, you can't love God and dislike your neighbor. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's only possible when the love that you have for God is cleaved of. It depends on your circumstances and situation in life that you love God because of this world. And when you love God because of this world, so then when you lose this world, or when you're not connected to this world, this world fails you or gets you upset. So then it's no longer enough. And in that place, you don't, you don't necessarily care for your next the neighbor who's Jewish, doesn't mean Why? Because a person plays the music too loud or they, or they, uh, they threw some stuff on your lawn. And you ready, you know, you ready. Uh, if, if you wouldn't be afraid of, of doing it in a very, you'd like to have them arrested and taken off to jail for, for throwing something on your lawn. But then you say, but I love God, I can't do that. Your love for God is one thing in your life, and your love for this too is another thing. But on the deepest madriga, I means you don't love him, but on the deepest madriga, on the deepest, deepest level, kutchebricha yisrael chad. The same way that it would be absurd a person says, I love God, but I can't stand this Torah. There are people that say that. I, I believe in God, I love God, but I, I can't stand, you know, um, Orthodox observance, I can't stand it. So how is that possible? It's possible in that place that's called the Havat because in, in that world of ahabat HaTolibut there are two different realities. There is God and there is His Torah. But in the world of Kuchu B'Riuchu, Arayis of Yisrael, of, Chad, of, in that place of absolute unity between Hashem, the Torah, and His people, it is not possible that a person should should feel a love for one part of Torah and not for the entire Torah or for other parts of Torah. It is not possible. Just like I can't feel that I love one Jew and I dislike the other Jew. It's not possible. Not in the world of Echad, er, in the world of one. Why is young? There's also the level of Ava that you get from giving to somebody. Like a parent loves a child because have to give, and by giving and giving, is that what that person gives to you? It's from you giving to them that love is built. Is that That's, also the same? Sure, it's very much of this world. It's still of this world. I, why do I love that person? Because I invested in myself in that person. The basis of that love is, is selfish. <laughs> Do you know how much time I put into you? At some point the parent said that to a kid. Do you know what I spent on you? Do you know how much I do you know what I spent up nights and what I did for you? That's true. <clears throat> and when you invest in somebody, you have a, a very deep connection to the person. But that's all very much of this world. It's not a Uhnista. What's the Uhnis? So that's what he's explaining at the top of the page. When the love is not, when the love is a it's not the highest love. So then, in that on that level of love, it's possible that you love Hashem You could love Hashem without loving, without loving others. And on the highest level, by the way, the highest matrik it doesn't only mean to love Jews; it means to love everything in creation. In that, in that way of kulachad, really, we're not going to go into right now. That was, like I explained before, you love God because God did something. Because God, your understanding is that God does a lot of stuff for you, so you love God. You got good stuff from God, but not from your neighbors. So God you love, but your neighbors you don't love. So when you see a big kanoi, when you see a guy that's a canoe, a kind of big kanoi when it comes to Shabbos or Taras Mishbacher or sneers, or Suniyah, whatever, you know, big Kanoi. See a big canoe, and he's ready to destroy Jewish wives with his canoes and to run over people and to crush them with his canoes. So don't don't be impressed with his love of God. It's not it's not it maybe you know, maybe you want to say it's a a but most of is not a- it's just it's not normal. But but, but even if he has a love for God, but it's not a madriga of ain't Because by the Chavetz Haim, by Bit Siddiquim, all Siddiquim, we didn't see such a thing, that, that they would destroy people and crush people and, and, and how they spoke and so on. And there was, was such a ah, is so. Everything was a ah, this is so. Every Jew, no matter what that person If they screamed, they screamed about certain shittas, against certain ideas and certain movements. But as far as any individual Jew was concerned, it was... They were filled with tremendous, infinite love for every Jew, for every Jew, no matter whether it was religious or not religious. And a half of every Jew. It's not because this Jew gave me something. They didn't give me, didn't give me anything. Give me aggravation. They didn't give me any naches. But that's, but that's the tzaddik who lives in that place of chad, of echad. So there's no chilik between whether the guy did something for me, or didn't do something for me. Whether the guy gets me upset, doesn't get me upset. That's the mitzvahs. When a person reaches that level, when he becomes completely bound, he becomes included. He becomes bound up to Hashem. And he's that at that at that point he's who he is able to come to that true reality of who he is. As then he uncovers the chelik of the neshama that's inside of him. Shehe'achdisim b'ayilam. That is one with the Creator of the world. Vaz behechrech of Knesset yisrael. The same place where you discover the love that you have for God. That same part of you. That same part of you loves loves Knesset yisrael, the entire Jewish people. It's the same place inside of you. There's no question that this concept, this Musak of being unified, being one with the Creator, with Hashem. There's a depth within a depth, deeper and deeper levels of this. And what does that mean? Oneness, unity with Hashem. It's not something that can be explained Intellectually. Ella shall on It can only be something that a person feels in the depths of his neshama, In the oymek of his neshama that he feels. It's not something that a person can understand. he says, Ella shall on It's when the oymek of the neshama, the depths of one's neshama, feels and recognizes. How inseparable it is, inseparable it is from God. And how it's totally one with Hashem. So it, it, you we don't know what that means. The more one reveals the Neshama that's within him, which is what we're learning about now in Shabbos. And they say das Atzmacha to to be able to to be able to um, uncovered that Neshama within oneself, and it's really all the is talking about his Islam as well. When a person comes into that point of himself where he finds his neshama, the premius of who he is <coughs> in that place of who he is, there's there's an, there's an, an infinite love for, for the Jews for the entire entire. And the torahs. Hashem's work should help, but each and every one of us should be zaycha to be to be attached to the Creator, to give Him nachasuah throughout all the days of our lives. And the next parak, it's on a difficult subject of Yisurim, and we'll begin. We'll start it. Yusuram, of course, means suffering. And this returns to the level that's not gave to people like us, really much more practical, the level of Ahava, which is Tlui And in that, in that Madrega of Ahava Tlui Dava. normally, as I said before, Tlui means that I, I, I benefit from you, I gain something from our relationship. And and because of years and years of gaining something from a relationship and feeling that I benefit from the relationship, I can love the other person. It becomes much more difficult to love when you don't feel when you don't feel that you're benefiting by that relationship, that you're getting something. Like many people will say, we spoke about this many times over the years, and many people say something something's like I'm not getting anything out of Shabbos I'm not getting anything out of my learning. I'm not getting anything out of wearing tits or putting on film. They they went into it expecting and hoping for some benefit. They expected returns. In other words, I'll be an observant Jew on the condition that it's a profitable that's a profitable undertaking the people going to you decide whether they were going to a business and the only difference is how you do me- how do you measure profit when it comes to business you measure profit with dollars and cents the numbers when it comes to religion how do you measure profit so people measure profit by how uh, good they feel or how good, I'll give, uh, m- that's already a high Madrid you know how good it is how good my life is how good my life is so if my life is not good so then, I'm not getting back good returns on my film till- on my Shabbos. My life is not good. How do you ha, 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 how do you define that? Your life is not good. You know, my girlfriend broke up with me. My dog died. Uh, whatever it is, whatever it is, it could be big things, could be little things. But life has not been good to me. So, the question of this chapter is how. How does love survive? Love which is a habit we How does it survive? Bumps and problems. Worse than bumps and problems but God it would even suffer. How does love survive that? How does one get through that? How does one overcome? The negative feelings. That's why I, I told you I once read in a, in a book That uh, that I think I told you there was a survivor from the Holocaust that wrote. I never, he said I never, I never had any questions about God's existence. He grew up in a very, very firm home, and he went through the concentration camp. He was there for a few years, and he said throughout the entire ordeal, I never once, for a moment, questioned God's existence. I believe in Him. As strongly or more strongly than I ever did. That's not the issue. My problem is loving him after he did this to me. When I was a child, he was good to me. I don't know how to continue that relationship after what's happened. It's something that needs to be addressed. Not in the context of the Holocaust, we don't understand the talk, but. in other words, he's saying, I know that there's a God. I never questioned God's existence, but you're asking me to love him. I have a hard time loving someone that gave me such a punch. You know, he gave me such a smack over the head, took away my entire family, took away everything, left, dropped me off someplace, you know, without a penny in my packet, told me, start your life again. See, I, 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 you know, it's very hard to get along with. If that'd be a person that would do it, you know, you wouldn't be hanging out with him. A friend that did that to you, you wouldn't hang out with you had a friend you put all the creches for that friend and the, and the friend threw you into some place behind barbed wire and stopped giving you anything to eat and he knew about it all the time, I was watching all the time it's hard to resume a relationship like that it's very hard I'm amazed when I see sometimes you have, over the years I've dealt with many situations of, of uh, usually comes out like this Situations you have a, where, where a, a woman is, is terribly abused by a husband and uh, she goes back, she continues on. If they, you know, how many patches can a person get? There are different ways of patching a person, also. There's nothing physically to abuse or to beat, although that's the lowest manifestation of that. But there are other ways of abusing a wife, and the wife comes back. That could be a sign of something very unhealthy, as we all know, in her him is the only is, has problems as far as she's concerned that could be something which is very unhealthy a woman that goes back to get beaten up over and over again in the best situation it's a very high madrugia of love it doesn't have to be sick unhealthy, he usually is nowadays usually Love Avgadah there is a thing where the person has such tremendous love uh, Belief in the, in the goodness of the person who's hurting her, that she somehow is able to overcome the latest, the latest disappointment, the latest uh, hurtful event. There was such. Most people nowadays who come back for more, it's a sign of being very unhealthy. But there is a there was such people that the ahav is is very strong. And the Ahav is able to survive and to even somehow grow over the years of pain and disappointment. Obviously, each case is different. And, and, and uh, for anybody to be in an abusive situation, it's a big Shiloh. I'm not talking about it. it is such a thing. But that's what the survivor was saying. I believe in God. There was never a question. He, says, he said, even in the camps, I saw miracles, left and right. I'm having a hard time getting, you know, feeling like any affection towards him. How do you have how do you have warm feelings to him after that? That's a real problem. Again, yeah, we're not that People like us, we're not thank God, we should know from it, you know. He you got, you got laid off from work. I had, I've heard so many things over the years. You should never be tested with anything with people. This one was laid off from work, so I can't go to school anymore. This one's, uh, this one's, uh, somebody died. I can't, I can't go on. This one's something, that I can't go on. You know, when the have is a when my love depends on something, and that something doesn't work out, so then it could be a good problem. So there are many people that they go into Yiddishkeit the way that they were going through a business. Except in business they expect money, and here they expect a good life. And there are even some so-called teachers and rabbis who sell a Yiddishkeit like that. It's very very dangerous and very scary. Because they sell a Yiddishkeit like that. Which, which, the closest thing that, that I could think of, it's not Jewish, but you know, it sounds like something from a, you know, some some Pentecostal preacher in the south. But you know, those that anybody that gets that speech that that says that as long as you'll uh, as long as you'll be from, everything will be fine. That speech and all of its variations, it's very dangerous. There are plenty of rabbis out there that say that stuff. That say that stuff. And they say this stuff, and they have chazals Always, to, there's no shortage of ways of. And manipulating chazals to fit into what you want to say, but you're promising paradise for a person who puts on film. You're pra- promising paradise to some potential baltsura, and then they then you meet them, you know, 15 years later, and they say, "I want to thank you because ever since I became religious, my life has been hell." Shkaya. So then what? Plan B. Well, it doesn't always work out because it could be that in an earlier Gilgal you did some horrible affairs. So, so now you're getting punished because of an earlier Gilgal. Then you have to move into that next uh, explanation of why this person is suffering. But the question of, of a person being able to love despite pain is a very big question. And it, and it requires a tremendous amount of maturity and immunity. And, uh, and we'll get started as Hashem will start this back next week. Panie